0: Hello and welcome to the Decipher podcast. This podcast is hosted by William & Mary staff members who are committed to student success. We all know that this year has been unlike any other and our hope is that this podcast provides a fresh perspective on the challenges our students are facing.
1: Navigating college life is no walk in the park and being a William & Mary student in 2020 is no different. Join experts from around campus as they discuss ways to decipher common college experiences.
0: So I think to get started, just everyone, you know, taking a turn and sharing who they are and what they do on campus. So my name is Shelly Lorenzo and I'm the Associate Director in the Office of Academic Advising. And I have the opportunity to support students throughout their academic experience at William and Mary. Jack, do you want to tell us who you are and what you do?
2: My name is Jack Armstrong. I work in the Office of First Year Experience and I get to work with incoming freshmen and sophomores, transfers and others to help them try and transition easier into college and uh, work them through any problems they might be having. Thanks, Jack. Heather,
1: who are you? Hello, my name is Heather Deere and I am the Assistant Director of Parent and Family Programs at William & Mary. You know, I have the distinct privilege of working with our parents, family members, and supporters as they assist students in, through, and out our beloved institution.
3: I love it. And last but certainly not least, Lauren Garrett. Hey everyone, I'm Lauren Garrett. I am with First Year Experience and in my work i have the privilege of supporting students as they enter our fine university figuring out who they are what they want to be when they grow up and how we can connect them to resources not only in within the university's walls but outside in the greater williamsburg and james city county york communities
0: awesome thanks lauren so We figured the best way to introduce ourselves to you all uh, would be through some kind of basic questions, right? That's kind of part of university life is to do some icebreakers. So I thought it might be helpful if we all talked a little bit about why William & Mary is important to us. So for me, one of the reasons William & Mary is really important is it's kind of part of my family. So my grandmother actually attended William & Mary. She was the class of 1928. Uh, back then, they offered courses in home economics. So I actually came across her notebook the other day, where she had different uh, measurements and how you could convert them to different measurements. Um, I, I don't have half the skills that she does, um, but it's, it's very much part of my, my family uh, family history. Uh, this institution, and I'm, I'm fortunate to have earned my graduate degree here and then to come back and work here. Who else wants to share why William and Mary is important to them?
2: And go next. Uh, William Mary is important to me simply because I'm I'm an alum. I came here in 2014, graduated in 2018. Also played football here for four and a half years, so a big part of my growing up and a lot of great friends uh, that I've made while I was here. So pretty pretty easy to easy for me um, to tell why William and Mary is important to me.
0: Heather, do you want to share?
1: I think for me, William & Mary represented a new adventure and the start of my professional career. So that's one reason I know that William & Mary will always be important to me. But I I think too, William & Mary is such a storied institution with a long history of innovation and exploring new possibilities. And I love being part of its history. And I think that's important to the students now is you know, learning how to retell the history. And I love being a part of a community that values that so much.
3: That really resonates with me, Heather, because I think part of what drew me to William & Mary as a student, yes, I'm also an alum, huzzah, um, but what drew me to William & Mary as a student was the fact that it was one of the few undergraduate institutions in Virginia at that time that was willing to talk about its past, even back in the, you know, way back when, and talk about what had been done right, what had been done wrong, and really look to its students to help build the legacy for the coming years. And so as an undergraduate having an opportunity to leave a legacy and now being a staff member who helps student leaders do something similar, that's, that's something that's going to stick with me no matter how long I stay here or where I go from here professionally. William & Mary will always be my home and the fact that it's given me opportunities to learn about myself and others in the process is it those just aren't memories or experiences that you can replace um, or even place at another institution so it's just very unique being here
0: I, I would agree lauren and i think this ties in really well to to another question um, uh, for us to kind of talk through and share with folks listening is Uh, our favorite thing about William & Mary students. And I think for me, one of the things I enjoy most about William & Mary students is they just have an innate curiosity and and we kind of cultivate that um, to ensure that they're going to be lifelong learners, even after they leave, they leave us and go out into the world. Um, So I really appreciate the fact that, you know, we can all uh, be in this community of scholars together, no matter where we sit at the institution, everyone here uh is curious and has questions and wants to learn more and wants to continue to grow um, and so that's one of the things i really enjoy about our students is is that they come here with that and we kind of help um broaden that and grow that and they continue to take that with them after they leave us
2: yeah, i think my favorite part about the William Mary student body that i really appreciated right when i got here was just how bright everybody was I think most William Mary students at their high schools were probably far and away some of the smarter kids, um, but once you get here, you realize just how smart everybody is. And I think it's really cool to be around those types of uh, students and those types of minds for, for four years and it really um, it forces you to push yourself and you kind of get a, a different perspective on, on academics and how you have to work. Uh, to, to kind of compete with all them. And it's, it was really interesting to me, and uh, I think it really helped me and really pushed me while I was here.
1: I think on that note, something, you know, sometimes I envy the experience of William & Mary students because the community is so strong, but also the interests are so incredibly diverse. Some of the student organizations that we have on campus and the causes and the passions of our students they're kind of all over the place in the best way possible, which means that everyone feels, I hope, on some level empowered to you know, delve into the things that they're really passionate about. And those things intermix between student organizations, events on campus, and things that are happening in the classroom. And I think I love that William and Mary students aren't afraid to be who they are and really be authentic to themselves.
3: I would imagine that a lot of that curiosity is part of what blends into my favorite part of working with William & Mary students um, is the fact that they have such such an intense interest in ensuring everyone is well, that ensuring their peers are taken care of, they're not afraid to advocate for one another. Sometimes we could always do a little bit better of a job advocating for ourselves Um, but the general student culture of caring is one of my favorite things because i think it leads to a much more invested and engaged student population Um, and i think that that also has a ripple effect into the academic experience and how they interact with their faculty and the staff across the university Um, and that's not just undergrad undergraduates we see that with our graduate students and professional students as well that there's just a very intense um, feeling of of camaraderie um, at the institution that I really, I really enjoy. And if nothing else, I think that 2020 has brought about that sense of community, both the little c, but also that big C of community um, to a new and different level.
0: And I think that in some ways uh, ties back to the name of our podcast, which is a little tongue in cheek, um, getting at, uh, the cipher that we use as a symbol here at William Mary, but also trying to help students decipher what's going on. This is a really weird semester for everyone, um, uh, obviously, most importantly, in our pers- uh, respective roles for our students. And so, you know, we felt it was really important to take time and break down information for students and decipher things for students in a way that would be digestible. Also in a way that gets them away from their screens. Um, I know all of us as employees at William & Mary are, are suffering from Zoom fatigue <laughs> to different degrees. And so just the opportunity to step away from a screen, you know, listen to a podcast, take a quick walk. If you're, if you're with us here in Williamsburg, take a stroll around the Sunken Garden. If you're home, take a walk where you can. Um, so again, our intention with this podcast is to, to serve you, the student, um, to help decipher what's going on on campus for you but also give you, you the opportunity to step away, take a stretch, close your eyes. If, if you're not walking right, don't walk with your eyes closed, that could be dangerous. Um, and just give yourself a little break and, and hopefully we can help you kind of navigate uh, this fall semester here at William & Mary. One last thing I was hoping our, our little group could talk about, um, a lot of things with the pandemic and with quarantine have been really hard and challenging and we, we recognize that and we acknowledge that for folks and that that presents itself in different ways. Um, but I think there's also some opportunities to find things that maybe we, we wouldn't have experienced or we wouldn't have been able to do without this going on right now. Um, so something to think about is, you know, what's been one enjoyable part Um, kind of of living through this. And and selfishly for me, my favorite part, uh, I've been working from home since March, uh, and I'm a big snacker, like I'm a grazer. I don't eat big meals, I like to snack all day. So having constant access to my kitchen is phenomenal. And I um, I don't know if I have a lunchbox big enough to support me when I have to go back on campus to work during the day, I really rely on the whole kitchen being available at my disposal uh, whenever I'm hungry.
1: I think something I have really truly enjoyed about quarantine that I've learned about myself in the process has been, you know, I don't need to wear makeup every single day to feel like a professional. And I feel like that's something really interesting that's happened to all of us in the professional community is that, you know, we would wear business professional or business casual every single day to work, fix our hair, you know, potentially put on makeup. And now we're sitting at home in our dining rooms or our spare bedrooms. And, you know, most of us are wearing sweatpants because, because I bet just, Jack
0: is saving so much money on his cosmetics right now. He can't. for sure
1: has to be, has to be for sure. And so I just think that's, it's been an interesting transition. And one that I've really enjoyed is that I can show up to work and still really do my job to the best of my ability. And people are okay if I don't put on makeup that day. And I love that.
2: Yeah. I, I haven't saved a whole lot of money on my cosmetics. I did go for a, pretty good long while without a haircut or a beard trim. So I guess that's, that's saving money there, which was nice. But uh, the, the really nice part for me was I was actually in between uh, jobs, so to say, uh, when this whole thing hit. Um, so when I officially got the job here at William Mary, I actually didn't um, quite have anywhere to go. So I was living at home and I actually got to stay there for a while with my parents and it'd been a while since, since I got to be home. So that was really cool just to stay with them for a while, uh, knowing that I'd probably probably would be the last time that I ever lived with them. Um, but just getting, getting those couple of months with them was really nice for me.
0: And I bet they loved that too. <laughs> well,
2: maybe in the beginning, I don't know, towards the end.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. I think um, on a similar vein, the enjoyable part of, of this whole process, quarantine 2020 pandemic for me has been um, getting reacquainted with who I am. And what I value, um, and I know that sounds so William and Mary, and so um, so authentic excellence, licensed by Kelly Crace, um, who's not sponsoring this in any way, <laughs> <laughs> um, but very very much sort of like had to reevaluate like what are my priorities and what do I what do I want to do with my time, and so for me it was really hard working from home. And so uh, trying to separate worlds was really difficult and trying to figure out how to bring harmony into my life when perhaps I wasn't taking good care for myself or for my relationships with others. Um, And so trying to get things as new normal as possible and figuring out what that meant for me and for, for what it meant in sort of pandemic Williamsburg Um, But that's been great because it's given me an opportunity or an excuse, if you will, to connect with friends from from grad school or connect with friends from high school um, because everybody's in a similar boat, right? Nobody can really go out. Um, And if you are going out, you sort of feel you can't necessarily give a hug um, or you can't necessarily, you don't necessarily want to shake hands or invade people's personal spaces. And so calls and texts and FaceTimes and all of those good things are some, they're now socially acceptable on such large scales like they weren't before. So connecting with others has been um, an enjoyable piece of this whole process.
0: Uh, I totally agree especially folks that maybe um, you know you haven't connected with in a while or something like that. I know something that Heather and I have in common is a lot of time to connect with our four-legged fur babies. Um, and so I have a 14-year-old senior citizen beagle uh, who I have been able to spend a lot more time with, and he's been able to go on more walks probably than he's ever been since, uh, since we had kids. So I think he's kind of excited about that. <laughs> and Heather, what kind of dog do you have?
1: I have a nine month old golden retriever. And it's funny because, you know, sometimes I think of my life in terms of pre spring break and post spring break 2020 I hear mm-hmm. and the week before spring break, I, I, made the decision to get a puppy. It was like very last minute. I I just felt like I needed a companion in my life, and so drove to Richmond, got myself a golden retriever puppy, and I was like, I'm gonna work from home for a couple of days to help him adjust. And then spring break happened, right? And then we're we've been working from home since March, and so you know and he doesn't I, know any different.
0: He doesn't know any different than being home with you.
1: Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting. And <laughs> I do have to transition back to going to the office because he's only known that I'm home with him all day, and at lunchtime we take long walks and. And he's able to just kind of chill throughout the day and know that I'm here. So I think it'll be very interesting for that transition. But very thankful to have a furry four-legged friend to keep me company during these times.
0: That's a wrap on our first episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. In the coming weeks, we will cover topics ranging from building connections to registering for classes. To check out our show notes, please visit our website, decipher.blogs.wm.edu. Take care.